those points of rejection in our lives, they can bring devastation and they can bring despair or they can bring intimacy with God. They can drive us into God's presence and they can launch us into a ministry of reconciliation. Hello, friends, and welcome. Thanks so much for listening. You know, the point of this podcast is to enjoy and explore the inexpressible gift of God. God is so incredibly, unfathomably, astonishingly, mind-bogglingly, extraordinarily, phenomenally, breathtakingly good. He is so wonderful. He has been so kind to us, and his mercy is over everything that he has made. The Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over everything that he has made. And the point of this podcast is just to remind ourselves and to to bring to mind and to remember how wonderful and awesome the Lord is And I thank you for listening, and I hope that it's a blessing to you. Today, what I'd like to talk about is making the most of rejection. You know, we all experience rejection. Rejection is just part of life on this broken planet. It's part of life in a world that is tainted by sin and the effects of sin. In his book, Renovation of the Heart, Dallas Willard writes this. He says, Western culture is largely unbeknown to itself, a culture of rejection. This is one of the irresistible effects of what we call modernity, and it deeply affects the concrete forms Christian institutions take in our time. It seeps into our souls and is a deadly enemy to spiritual formation in Christ. And Paul tells us that no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to all men. So when we experience these difficulties in life, we can always remember, hey, these are common to everybody. I'm not alone. This is part of the human experience. And going through this brokenness is part of the result of the fall of mankind. But rejection can drive us into despair or it can drive us into God's presence. And if we look at the scripture, we see that all of the people God used experienced rejection. There's no one in the scripture I can think of who did not experience rejection at some level. If you think about Joseph being rejected by his brothers and being sold into slavery, being rejected by Potiphar and put into jail. If you think about the life of Moses, when he tried to deliver his fellow uh, Hebrews from slavery, they rejected him as um, their deliverer. If you think about the life of David, his life was absolutely marked by rejection. He was rejected basically by his father, who didn't even think he was uh, worthy enough to to call in to see Samuel to be a candidate to become king. Uh, he was rejected by his brothers, his older brother, uh, who scolded him when he came to the battle between the Israelites and the Philistines. And his older brother says, oh, you just come to, you know, to look at the carnage. Uh, he was rejected by Saul, who uh, he was eventually going to replace. He was rejected by his wife. He was rejected by his own children, who, you know, one of his sons tried to uh, destroy him and take the kingdom from him. 
So David had this life of rejection, and yet this rejection drove David into God's presence, and it drove David to be dependent upon God. If we think about all of the prophets that God used from, you know, Elijah to the the minor prophets, basically rejection was part and parcel of the ministry of being a prophet. They would bring the word of God, they would be obedient, and they would be rejected. Uh, You think about the prophet Jeremiah who was put into prison for bringing the word of the Lord to the people. Nehemiah, when he tried to rebuild the wall, you know, people opposed him. If you think about in the New Testament, John the Baptist put into prison, and all of the apostles, Jesus' 12 closest followers, all died martyrs' deaths with the exception of John the Apostle, and uh, they tried to martyr him, but he wouldn't die, so they exiled him to the island of Patmos. And so all of the followers of Jesus, you know, when we look at what the Apostle Paul went, went through, when he would come to bring the good news. He's trying to serve people. He's trying to bring the news of salvation to people. And their response is to beat him and to stone him. Uh, in fact, Hebrews talks about people of faith when it says others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth. Uh, Not exactly the uh, message of the prosperity gospel, but part of being a friend of God is being rejected by this world. Part of stepping into the things that God has for us to do is to be rejected by this world. You remember the story in 1 Samuel chapter 8, when uh, Israel is asking Samuel to set a king over them, and it says that this displeased Samuel when they said, give us a king to judge us, and Samuel prayed to the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, obey the voice of the people and all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. And when we think about the rejection that we go through, it's almost overwhelming to me to think about the rejection that God has experienced since creating the universe. Almighty God, all good God, all loving God, perfect, sinless, holy, righteous in everything that he does, loving in everything that he does. God's motive is always for the good of others, and yet people reject him. We have rejected him. I have rejected him. At times, you have rejected him. And yet, he still continues to love us. And of course, we see this most clearly in the Lord Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, that God came as a man to bear the sins of humanity. And yet, he was despised and rejected, according to Isaiah 53. Jesus knew that rejection was part of the journey that he must take. In Luke chapter 9, verse 22, he says, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. In Luke 17, 25, Jesus says, But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. 
Jesus knew that he was the stone that the builders rejected. He says, what then is this that is written, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Later in Acts, Jesus' followers preached the same message in Acts 4.11. Peter is preaching and he says, this Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And Peter wrote about this in his epistle. Uh, in 1 Peter 2.4, he says, As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 28, it says, God chose what is low and despised in the world, even the things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And so rejection can be a powerful force in our life, either to accomplish God's purpose or to, to really drive us into despair. Rejection is so painful. It is such a difficult experience to be rejected. Even, even by strangers, it hurts, uh, much less by people that we're close to, by friends, by family, by loved ones. To be rejected is so painful and so devastating to our souls that it can really uh, send us to dark places. And I, you know, I don't think rejection was ever meant to be part of our experience as human beings when God created this world with no sin, with no flaws in it. But rejection was brought into the world by humanity's rejection of God. That when humanity rejected God and wanted to be independent and wanted to determine for ourselves, we will decide what is good and what is evil. We will be, you know, a God unto ourselves. We will rule ourselves instead of living under God's good, wonderful rule, then we brought rejection into the world. And of course, the results of that have been catastrophic. And yet God in his great mercy reaches out to us again and again and again. While we were yet God's enemies, Christ died for us. So God shows us love even when we are rejecting him. And he calls us into this place of being loved by him and being accepted by him and knowing that we've been forgiven and received and brought into his family. And then out of that place of being loved by God to go out and to show that love to the rest of the world that we enter into a covenant with God. And the commandment of this covenant is to love others as Christ has loved us. So even as Christ was rejected, and showed love and forgiveness to the very people who were crucifying him. So we are called to share in that uh, incredible, supernatural love that overcomes rejection. And so the rejection that we experience can either drive us into God's presence and launch us into the things that God has for us, into the ministry that God has for us, where we overcome that rejection and we show love to the people who have rejected us and we continue to, to walk into our destiny. You know, Moses 
could have let the rejection, uh, when the Hebrew people rejected him, he could have, you know, let that derail his life forever. But when God sent him back, he was willing to obey God and, and really subject himself to being rejected many times after that, again and again and again. But he did it because he was faithful in God's house. He was a faithful servant in God's house. And likewise, those points of rejection in our lives, they can bring devastation and they can bring despair or they can bring intimacy with God. They can drive us into God's presence and they can launch us into a ministry of reconciliation, which is the ministry that God has given us, that we have the ministry of reconciliation, that we can take this gospel, the same gospel that saved us, and we can share it with others, and we can see other people also reconciled to God. And we can be, you know, the sons of God, blessed are the peacemakers, those who make peace between God and man, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who lead many to righteousness, for they shall shine like the stars forever and ever. And rejection can not only be a catalyst to launch us into places of ministry and and a ministry of reconciliation and overcoming rejection through the love of God, but it can also cultivate a place of intimacy between us and the Lord. In Psalm 27, 10, uh, David wrote this, For my father and mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. And so David, in the rejection of all of those people around him, David learned how to turn into the Lord. You remember, David was also rejected by even his closest companions. At one point, the, the people who were following David, um, they their, their women were, were kidnapped and taken, and the people were talking about stoning David. And in that time, it says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And so David took solace in God, and he retreated into the Lord as his shepherd, as the one who would take care of him, as his stronghold, as his light, as his refuge. And so likewise, we can also enjoy that place of refuge in the Lord, knowing that even if my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. And I just want to encourage you because rejection is really a universal experience, but sometimes when we go through it, it feels like we are all alone, but you are not alone. The Lord is with you, and God wants you to use these experiences of rejection to drive you to a place of intimacy with Him and ministry to others. And so rejection can become the thing that really launches us into the ministry that God has for us, even as we see how it did that for so many other people who followed God, their lives that we have recorded in the Bible. So praise the Lord, take heart, If you're dealing with rejection, uh, take heart and know that this is part of following Christ. You know, we can be rejected uh, for, for ungodly reasons as well. So not, it's not that every time we we're we're rejected or we experience rejection, uh, it's, it's for righteousness sake. Sometimes people reject us because we're unkind. Sometimes we are not the people that we're supposed to be. Uh, maybe people reject us because uh, we haven't brushed our teeth or taken a bath and we smell offensive and, and people reject us for fleshly reasons as well. But sometimes people reject us for godly reasons or for no reason at all. And, and that's painful and that hurts. And so um, we need to use these experiences to cultivate intimacy with God and to be launched into the ministry that God has for us. God bless you so much. Thank you for listening. Though the world rejects
forsake me I will trust in Him 